This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Let's hit up the hotline and welcome in Dean Roll from the Tulsa World. Dean, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, we're just surviving the day on this Tuesday afternoon. Nothing more you can ask for out of life, right? No, you cannot at all right now. Um, It has been somewhat of an interesting spring, I think, for Oklahoma State. And uh, we get ready to conclude spring football. Gundy had a press conference yesterday. Was there anything in the conversations with Gundy that stood out to you uh, in terms of Like portal, I thought there were a few interesting moments, Dean, where he was mentioning how Gundy's the portal was the portal, but Gundy had mentioned I'm not necessarily a fan of the portal in spring. Uh, He said because of the tight window, and then you get someone in that you have to rely on in August. You just haven't had any time to coach them whatsoever. Uh, That was a little bit more of a peek behind the curtain in the mind of Gundy uh, that we learned yesterday. Yeah, I mean. Mike Gundy spent most of yesterday talking about what he spent most of the entire spring talking about <laughs> the transfer portal. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with the idea of bringing a guy in during the spring versus bringing somebody in over the winter is night and day. And bringing in a guy to – so, you know, Caleb Etienne hits the transfer portal. He's at BYU. That goes pretty bang-bang. Uh, but now replacing him is so incredibly hard because you have such a quick turnaround from now until, you know, first game is September 2nd. Um, and so when you're bringing in a guy who's not ingrained in the program, knows nothing about the schemes, you just pull somebody out of the portal, which they did. They already replaced Caleb and, um his roster spot. But it's hard to do because not only you don't know what kind of physical shape these guys are going to be in, they've been – mostly working out on or by themselves. They're not going to know the system. You got to, and over the summer, you know, coaches are going to have a really limited amount of time with these players. You're not going to get to spend time with them on the field, really. Uh, it's a hard thing to do compared to when you're doing it over the winter, when you can get a guy in, get him to get him some knowledge. Then he gets all, you know, five weeks of spring practice with the team. That's something that, it puts you at a disadvantage. I mean, there's no other way to say it. How big of a loss is Caleb Etienne for this team yeah. right now? I mean, 13 games of left tackle. I know that they had kind of bolstered there in terms of numbers on it. Um, I, You get Gundy's feeling on it, which was basically saying, hey, he got beat out, so he left, <laughs> and that's his choice. I mean, and that's just, that's how college athletics works now. You, you don't get the starting spot. You, you have – every all kinds of opportunities to say i'm out of here and you know that's what caleb Etienne did and they have dalton cooper who either is really good or just so happens to be a, a hair better than caleb Etienne. we won't know that until september uh, you know talking with people they'll tell you he's he's that kind of a guy that you want there on the on the end of the offensive line but losing yeah, you know, he started all 13 games. He's one of only two offensive linemen to start all 13 games. But clearly if he's getting beat out, then you have to have some confidence in in this in Dalton Cooper and what he's going to be able to do for you next this or this fall. What else yesterday from Gundy? You're right. The majority of the spring has been about the transfer portal. Was there anything like football related outside of how he views portal and how he views this time and 
Uh, also, my other favorite thing about Mike Gundy is that, uh, you know, he, he pretty much surmises an entire younger generation group into, you know, one or two pathways. But what football related did we learn yesterday? Oh, at this point in the spring, you're not – no bombs are dropping uh, football-related-wise. He's he's pretty much covered everything. Uh, you, you know, I think really when, when we talk X's and O's, I think it was more revealing getting to talk to Casey Dunn and yep. Brian Nardo about uh, how the spring's been going in their eyes and kind of hearing some of the stuff Brian Nardo, you know, really preaches and, and – you know, this new scheme that they're implementing and installing this spring. And, you know, Casey Dunn spoke really highly of just the depth that they have. Now everybody's going to say, oh, we've got great depth in spring. I'm not saying that's unique to, to OSU, but uh, the wide receiver room is, is finally healthy. And I think that's something that fans can kind of – that's something I think if you're a fan, you should be a little excited to hear that, hey, this wide receiver room is finally healthy. We finally have guys who are able to get reps in the spring, and, and hopefully you see it translate over into into fall for them. That's going to be the, the big question because while the wide receiver room might be set, well, you're also implementing, let's see, they lost eight guys on the offensive side of the ball, most of them starters uh, uh, in the portal this past offseason. So you really want to make sure everything else is shored up before you start saying, oh, this wide receiver room is is impeccable, you know? Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last week, uh, the wide receiver room in general. So you've got the situation that was happening there with Blaine Green. Uh, then you combine that with Stribling, Owens, what, Bray, Presley, Johnson. Am I leaving anyone else uh, that's in that mix as well? Bruce. But yeah, Bruce, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the kid from Iowa. Yeah, the kid from Iowa, that's... I mean, you start at, at least on paper right now. Um, it seems to be one of those areas that uh, should have a lot of excitement surrounding it right now, at least here through this version of spring football. Yeah, I think if you're going to pinpoint, well, what, what positions fans really be optimistic about? I think it probably starts at receiver. Um, I mean, OSU is historically has been, I think always will be a, you know, we want to throw the ball. We want to air it out. Um, and they, they have a lot of, they have guys that can do it now. They, they have the, I mean, just the names we listed, that's, you know, too deep at each of those wide receiver positions who are more than making plays. Now the question is, who's going to be throwing the ball? That's the, That's the big thing. I mean, as they kind of step out, I'm sure coaches kind of have an inkling of um, of what the quarterback depth chart is going to be. But Caleb Etienne, as we saw, when a guy feels like he got beat out, people are going to just hit the portal. So that's why I think you, you see them kind of keep it, keep the quarterback depth chart kind of close to their chest. They don't want they don't want that out there. They want guys to hit the portal, and you lose all this depth because now you got. Gunnar Gundy and Garrett Rangel and Alan Bowman, who all have varying levels of, of experience, but that could, I think, be a, a strong I, – I guess I think it could be strong that you have that, that amount of depth with experience, but also if you have two quarterbacks, you really have no quarterbacks or whatever the saying is that, that people throw around. You want to have a solidified starter, but it doesn't hurt to have guys, younger guys like that, who have the experience. 
Well, that's why I, I, I know that quarterback is a storyline. I completely understand that. But I didn't want to necessarily go as heavy-handed during spring football on the quarterback situation with Alan Bowman and Rangel because it is, of my opinion, we got a long-ass way to go before any of this is done. If you think any of this is just going to be automatically wrapped up, go, given Gundy's history with the quarterback position, by the time we even get to the first week of kickoff, like I, I, that would be a first for me. Right in, in any of my experience of, of doing radio since my Gundy's been around, it's been a long time since something's been uh, when there's been a air quote competition that's been happening summed up. So both of them have a long way to go, but they're at least showing signs, though, that they are getting more comfortable with what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Well, I agree. I think, let's see, first game, September 2nd. So last week of August, I think, is when you will, when Mike Gundy would be willing to tell you what a depth chart looks like. There have been times there, there have been times as well where we didn't know until Saturday. Like he told the radio crew and that information was embargoed until they went on the air, right? But they didn't know until the night or the morning of the game. That's how close that it's been sometimes. Well, quarterback's the one position they're going to keep locked down uh, within the Oklahoma State confines as well as they can because it's it's important but yeah historically the, the quarterback position is they they want to let you have the least amount of time possible to know who it's going to be especially especially this year if, if there is not a cut guy in me you're not going to know until saturday morning uh, what about the running game? I know he was asked a question about the running backs, how they're looking right now. Uh, Jaden Nixon, Ollie Gordon, Elijah Collins. Um, what's kind of been the return so far from what you've heard? I mean, the the running backs are in, a, in the same boat as the offensive line in that they want guys who are going to be super physical, run downhill, you know, smash your mouth. It's easy to say that's what you want, getting it to that level is the hard part. Um, Mike Gundy likes the, the way they're trending in that in that direction. And I think what helps is that while they might not have a you – know, I, I think it's it's a little too early to tell what Ollie Gordon's ceiling is going to be. He could be, you know, the next superstar running back at OSU. He could just be a, a valuable piece. You know, I, I think regardless, he's going to be a good running back. That, that's not what – I'm not saying he's going to be bad. But what you have is if you've got – Jaden Nixon and Ali Gordon and Elijah Collins and all these guys are, are just, you know, competent. They get the yards that you ask them to get. When you have that depth, and Mike Gundy always talks about, you know, you want backs throughout the year who can go. Um, and, and if all these guys pan out, I, I think then you have to think that the run game is going to have some level, even just marginally, improvement compared to last year. What did you think of the response? And it's not like it's a new response, but someone asked again about um, are there negatives to not having an air quote spring game? And Gundy's response was, yeah, I think it's negative for the fans and I think it's negative for the media. Now, can I sit here and say that I truly believe that Mike Gundy cares about what the media thinks. No, I don't think that that's the case. Now, for the fans, he's he's on to something there. But what did you get of uh, Gundy's response? Because this is not only be for this year, but more than likely next year as well for Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a 
no matter which way you cut it, it's probably not the ideal setup. I mean, Boone Pagan Stadium needs renovations. It's it's surprising. I mean, that stadium is what now, 16 years old? It needs some tidying up. Um, and I don't know how else you do it, but to do it in the off season. Uh, so it's not ideal. Again, I think if they really wanted to, they probably could have just played it at another stadium. I mean, OSU spring games are not like OU spring games where you're drawing 70,000 people. You know, you're drawing 10,000, 15, maybe 20,000. Uh, there's stadiums all over that, that, that this could have been done at if, if they really wanted to. Um, you know, regardless, they do have – I think it helps to maybe forego the spring game and use that extra day instead of playing the game for one last practice just because you have so many new guys um, that, that you're trying to kind of get acclimated and, and, and whatnot. But I still think you'd try to find a way to do it or do something other than just letting fans come for 30 minutes and shake hands and take pictures. Yeah. I, and, and I know he had some logic behind it as well. Right. Kind of with what they do from the recruiting standpoint as well. It's not a perfect scenario, but I think the most of all, the important thing I think for, for spring football is everything that takes place behind the scenes. And Gundy was quick to point that out too. It's not like we're losing a practice here because we're not doing a spring game. Like we're still getting the majority of the work and what we're actually doing here, uh, you know, which is to try to get better and win football games. That's the most important thing. Yeah, and I think I'd have to actually look this up, but I'm almost positive if you take a spring game off campus, you can't host recruits. And obviously a spring game is a big recruiting uh, event, so that also might have played a factor into it. Yeah, more than likely it is for sure. And then uh, the final one, um, his response to the story of the recruiting budget uh i thought it was funny i laughed right off the top when he was like yeah buddy's texting me and blaming me he's like i got nothing to do with that he was very quick to point out that all of the figures that happened in usa today were from the previous regime not necessarily from weiberg or anyone else and it did it took him all of like five seconds to get that information that's out there it's it's going to improve the numbers are i just don't know to what level and then I think across the country, Dean, within two, three, four years, those numbers are going to look entirely different anyway for everyone. But there's no question that Oklahoma State has a little bit of work to do in terms of recruiting budget. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if, if it's going to be, oh, well, that's the past regime's numbers, okay. So then in a couple of years, when we look back at these numbers and we go, we find updated numbers for, you know, 2023, 24, 25 there should be improvement then, right? Yes. Um, and obviously he broke down, you know, I don't know. I've never rented a private jet. I don't know, you know, what he's saying the number is, is, is the true number for how much it costs an hour or, or all that. But regardless, even if OSU, you know, to be up in the million-dollar range, I mean, that's for the upper echelon. Those are, you know, you see the SEC schools and the cream of the crop of the Big Ten. I don't think that OSU needs to be up in the millions of dollars range like, like a Georgia or an Alabama, but you probably don't want to be last, especially when you're putting a lot of your eggs into the football basket. 
Yeah, I think that that is a fair statement for sure uh, to say. I, I Again, I could be wrong on that, but I, I just have a feeling that some of the numbers are going to look uh, vastly different by the time we get to the next round of when these numbers are publicly released. And like Gundy said, they have to be done a, a year in advance. Um, so, you know, we're we're a few years away from those numbers and the accuracies since Weiberg and the new regime has taken over in general. Good stuff, Dean. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for jumping on again with us today. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch again soon as we get set to wrap up spring football. Oh, before we go, one final football or basketball question. We had Mike Boynton on yesterday. Right in the middle of the interview, we saw your tweet about uh, Woody Newton entering the transfer portal. It's uh, He said that it was going to be... It, the offseason was going to be fluid, and Mike Boynton hasn't lied at all on that statement. There's been a lot of movement to make the situation fluid there at Oklahoma State, now with Woody Newton jumping in the portal. Yeah, I mean, Mike Boynton's at least Boynton's typically, you know, honest when it, when it comes to these kinds of things, and it's been fluid, and there's going to be casualties and, and kids not returning, all this stuff's going on, and you know, them scoring Eric Daly, officially getting him signed, that's that huge for next year, I think. And you just you, you want to be able to see some of these transfer targets fall in place, like uh, the East Carolina, Javon Small, you know, he always kind of gets it's down to, I guess, OSU and OU for him. Um, so you, I, I think that's what you want to see now. As we continue to talk about fluidity and, and whatnot, you want to see some of these – obviously the players leaving has been a fluid situation. Now you want to see some of these kids – come in to, to come into the program I think and there's no doubt that there was going to be a overhaul of the roster this year and you're just kind of in this weird stage where you've got guys going and they're courting some guys in the portal but I think in a couple of weeks it'll kind of start to take shape a little bit it's just in that awkward stage right now Dean appreciate you buddy uh, we'll definitely do it again soon and uh, always enjoy your work there at the Tulsa World all right. Appreciate it. That's Dean Rule joining us here on the Blitz 1170, talking a little Oklahoma State. Oh, we're not done with that because I do want to play the full audio version of Mike Gundy when we come back in a moment. Not the entire 19 minutes, but the no. snippet about the recruiting budgets and break that down so you can hear in full context of what Mike Gundy had to say. Also, I looked it up. You're not allowed to host recruits at a neutral site at all. It doesn't matter if you're playing an, an opponent. Yeah, it's a big recruiting day. Mike Gundy, like Mike Gundy said that. Yeah, so makes like, sense. Yeah, like yeah. With last weekend was a big recruiting weekend for them. This coming is a big recruiting weekend for them as well. So they don't want to have to ruin that because you know they do have the lowest budget. <laughs> Indeed, got to try to do everything that you can. We'll talk about that budget when we come back next year on the Blitz Eleven Seventy. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.